Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm so glad that we are back for take two. Take one did not work, so let's try this again. Welcome to the show, Arlene. I'm so excited to bring you on to Rebel Radio and have you here. Arlene is a fellow numerologist, a colleague, a friend, a intuitive, all the things. So Arlene, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do for the world. Okay. Uh, I am a mother of two. I have two gorgeous girls, 14 and 12. I'm also an entrepreneur and I have an, I am an intuitive energy life coach, channel healer, creator, mentor, and I am here to create impact in the world. I am here to help people to discover their own power, their own innate intuitive gifts, skills. I'm here to help people to understand that they are channels and that they are healers and that they are here to create. I love that so much. I love it. So as a fellow numerologist, I am curious, what has been one of your biggest, most profound takeaways from understanding new numbers and numerology? Oh my God. Numbers are everywhere. Numerology is, is part of you. We are made up of numbers. And so the fascinating thing about numerology is that it allows for you to see the patterns. It allows for you to see what is coming into your life, what you are able to shift um, during that time. It shows you where you are supported and guided and where you are never on, on the wrong path. You're always on the right path. Um, there's always room for more. There's layer upon layer. And when you can see what is supporting you energetically with the numbers, like it just gives you permission to be. Oh, I love that. I've always said it's like a permission slip. And, you know, like when I first learned numerology, it was the most purest form of personality assessment I've ever seen in my life. But it's not just the personality assessment that really got my attention. It was the ability to see what's possible. And that's what I love about the numbers the most is being able to look forward and go, oh, I wonder what could possibly happen here. I love that so much. Oh, absolutely. It, it opens up so many opportunities because it's not, it doesn't put you in boxes. Mm -hmm. Right. Like here we are. And, and you and I were quickly chatting about how you are. You were seeing through your numbers that you are a speaker. Yeah. And here you are. And you, at first it was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a speaker, a teacher, a mentor in all of the places. Mm hmm. Yeah, because when, when I first got my first numerology report, I was a virtual assistant working behind the scenes, had never done a Facebook Live. The idea of public speaking was terrifying to me. And less than nine months after I got my first reading, I was doing Facebook Lives, and I ended up doing a Facebook Live every day for three years straight. 
now I'm a host of a global podcast and all the things, right? So it, it just opens up that possibility for what, what, what you could do with your life. It's so cool. Yeah, so cool. So and, good. And each number has its own consciousness. Mm -hmm. Like it has its own information. It actually talks to you. So when you can tune into the numbers, like, holy fuck, you can just do whatever, you can do whatever with those numbers and you can play with them. And they come and they give you signs, yeah, synchronicities or whatever it is that you want to call yeah. through everything, through, through the animals, through books, through music, through the beat, through the beat of a song, whatever. Yeah. It just, it talks to you. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you bring that up because um, I know that it's really easy to Google your your numbers and try to figure that out. And Google doesn't, unfortunately, doesn't give us all the information because Google's kind of just giving you facts of but what somebody wrote about a number a long time ago, right? Yeah. And the, that's what I see the difference between numerology and quantum numerology is that quantum numerology allows you to tap into the consciousness of the number because just like humans are evolving, so are the numbers. Mm. Yeah, so the numbers are always changing. They're never a solid state. I love that. Right, because then, because you do numerology readings, mm -hmm. And if that was the case, then every single reading would be pretty much the same. Right. And they're never the same. And they're never the same. It wouldn't make sense. No, no. We don't just go to repeat the same pattern over and over and over again. Yeah. So good. So on, there's always this kind of subjective definition of what self-mastery means. And every guest that I've had on the show has a different definition, which is what I love because as humans, we're all so different and unique. So I'd love to know what self-mastery means to you. Mm. Self-mastery is really, it's being so landed in your body, mm. in your mind, in your heart, that you are aware and, and you, will not, you may not always be aware of what's happening, but you are definitely aware of what am I feeling in my body? Am I in my heart? What are the thoughts that I'm thinking? And then at the same time, paying attention to what's happening in the world around you and with the people around you, because that allows for you to see you mm -hmm. without other people. Yeah. And so using that as a guide to, to notice, you know, um, Ooh, I see Cindy and I'm feeling this weird like energy. Like there's something I need to look at. There's something, there's something there. And so what, what's that information that's coming through, mm -hmm. right? If there's no judgment in Cindy. Cindy becomes my muse to, to allow for me to see the mirror. Yeah. Right. And, and so that's the mastery piece and the allowance of, or the understanding that the truth is fucking simple. simple. Yeah. And so if, if the truth is just one sentence and it doesn't add all of the emotions, all of the things, and I am sad because it's raining outside and I can't go to the park and I can't do this. Like it's just, I am sad and it's yeah. raining outside and that's it. Exactly. Yes. Because we tend to layer so much judgment onto how we're feeling, right? We, I'm experiencing a moment of anger and, oh, society says it's bad to be mad and that I need to shove that under the carpet and not express my emotions. And I mean, recently I had a, a friend go into the psych ward and he was expressing anger and they drugged him for three days. That's what our society is doing to people. Instead of giving them permission to express if you're feeling angry or you're feeling sad and just allowing yourself to 
feel it without all those layers of judgment that we as human beings are putting on it, right? Just, just be mad and it's okay. It's okay. And that's, that's like letting go of control. I think self-mastery is also letting go of control and we control everything. Oh, we try to. Yeah. Yeah we try, yeah. we try to control everything and people try to control us. And, and that's, that's what we're waking up to. Yeah. All of the places where we are being controlled, not just within ourselves and in our relationships, but like from the outside world. Yeah, it's everywhere. I know one of my favorite expressions is there is no fucking mountain because my whole MO used to be, I'm gonna control this and I'm gonna build a mountain. And then I would climb the mountain and then I would be exhausted and burnt out. Yeah. Now that I've released control, there is no fucking mountain. And that's become my whole phrasing is the moment I feel that semblance of control coming in, I just take a step back. Awareness is everything. And the moment that you're aware of that, you can just release the mountain, and let it go. Right? Yeah. I always, my clients always joke around with me because I sound like a broken record. Awareness is everything. 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 Like I, I got a new computer because mm -hmm. my broke. And it was interesting because I spent two days in quiet with no computer running. I had to go old school and write and do those things. But unconsciously, my body would automatically go to the mouse to go do something or like it was too quiet. I would automatically go to turn something on and it was out of my own awareness. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like how, what else do we do that's so unconscious? Mm -hmm. Decision is so important. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So how has self-mastery served you as an entrepreneur? Ooh, self-mastery as an entrepreneur. Well, that's a good question. Uh, it has really allowed for me to come back in. So in the awareness and in the feeling of what is happening in the world, like I could not land into the way of doing business where you have to hustle and be that boss babe and, and do the things and create like, obviously like create the funnel in this way and be on social media three times within these hours. And like, I could not fall into that because it just didn't feel right. Like it does, it feels too hard. Mm -hmm. it's, it feels like a mountain to me. It feels like a mountain. And so uh, I think like two years ago, I was like, scratch this. I'm done. I'm not mm -hmm. doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to come into alignment. I'm going to come into mastery of what does it mean to be an intuitive heart-based business? Yes. 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 Now doing things when you feel inspired and like moving information out into the world in a way that feels good. I remember, I love that you brought up the posting on social media at certain times, so many times a day. I was listening to one of Brendan Bouchard's podcasts not too long ago, and he was talking about how to promote your podcast. Well, as we all know at Rebel Radio, we do not play by the rules. Uh, I was told to plan out my podcast for a year before I launched it and have a full marketing plan in place. Uh, I launched it in two weeks because I don't fucking care. And I was so inspired to move this out into the world that I was like, I'm not playing by the rules. Brendan Bouchard says, in order to promote your podcast, you need to be posting on social media eight times a day, seven days a week. I'm like, mm -mm, that's not who, who has time for that? Not me. 
I like sleep. I like my social time. I like my friends. I would like to have a life. <laughs> right. And, and so that's what um, self-mastery in business has really taught me. And, and even in seeing you, it's this, you are the, you are such an integral being like in your expression and how you express yourself, that you don't care because you are doing this for you <laughs> and nobody else. And because you're doing this for you, everyone falls in love with you because they want to be, they want to, they want to be with you. And so it's like, okay, well, here we are. And it's working. It's working. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. Good. And that's, so good. that's the same. Like I had to let that, those ideas go. Cause who told you that? Like who said? Yeah. And who said that what's good for one person is good for another person. Like we're, you are the only one who can decide what's right for you. Yeah. 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 So another conversation we love to have at Rebel Radio, as you know, is all about wealth. And wealth is a word that can be really triggering for some. Um, as many of my listeners know, as I hope all of my listeners know, it's not about the money, but money is a side effect of wealth and money needs to be included in wealth. But I am curious how you define wealth. What does wealth feel like to you? Oh my God. Wealth is in my body. So wealth... <laughs> I am wealth. Yes. <laughs> that makes I, me so happy. I am wealth. And so it, in order to have anything and everything, you become it. Yes. That's the embodiment of it. And so in, in the last, I guess, eight months, it's really been this journey of embodying wealth and becoming wealth and understanding the energetic nature of what that means and knowing that money is the tool for wealth. And it's not coming from people, it's coming through people, and it's coming back home to me. Yeah. Because I'm wealth. Yeah, exactly. I am wealth, therefore I create wealth, and wealth moves from me out into the world and then returns to me tenfold. Right. Yeah. And so putting that out and putting, and, and the, it's like really landing into trust. So wealth and trust right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be supported by this expression of wealth, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. my computer broke, I had to buy a new one. And, and I was thinking, like, I went into the thought of, okay, uh, money, right? Okay. And, and I was like, I'm not even going to go there. And I've already received the funds to pay for the computer to write pay it off. Done. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that word trust, it brings me back to the whole control conversation we were having, because I know for myself, when it came to money in the past, I would constantly be trying to control the situation and thinking, well, if I pay that bill off and I manipulate money over here and try to make this work. And it was just this control game that I was playing and it was not working in any way, shape or form. And when I landed into that just complete surrender that I am wealth and I'm generating wealth within my own body, all of a sudden money started rolling in like left, right and center. And I was like, whoa, this, this shit works. It's good. <laughs> and you teach an important piece though. You teach an important piece. So like here I am and I'm embodying wealth, like I, I am wealth, but I didn't have a place for it to land. Ah, yes, yes. And that's the most important piece. And people don't get that. Mm -hmm. right? That part is missing in a lot of teachings. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing to be able to call in all the money in the world, but if you don't have a place for it to go, if you don't have a reason for it to come in in the first place, it can be really challenging. And I think, yeah, there's there's three pieces that I teach about around money and wealth is number one, let go of the old story because it's a bullshit story. Number two, create, understand the energetics of money and how energy, how that energy is moving and developing in your own body. And then three, stewarding the relationship with money. Because I always think, you know, if I had a significant other who I never talked to and never spent time with and never wanted to even look at because I was afraid to look at them, that would be a really weird relationship. And I look at that as the same thing as a relationship with money. If we're afraid to look at our bank accounts, if we're afraid to greet our money at the door, if like I expect my money to bring me chocolate and flowers every day and I run to the door and greet my money and I'm like, yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Come on in. Would you like a massage? Do you need a drink? What do you need? Right. You spend time in that relationship. And I think that is one of the most important pieces that's missing in a lot of teaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and a great teaching that I discovered uh, or a great thing that I discovered was working with all of these women who had been abused. There was so much shame in the body mm-hmm. and in the releasing of the shame. They came into a lot of money. Yeah. And it wasn't until I, I, I took uh, money mojo where I saw the connection because I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, how is it that we're releasing like these stories and the shame and this and this, and they're coming into money like easy peasy. Yeah. Like I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. It is shame. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, especially as women, but men as well, we carry so much generational and past life shame and trauma. And if we don't actually take a look at that, again, awareness is everything. We bring it back to that awareness of these are the stories that I learned when I was, you know, five years old. And when we're five years old, we're like sponges. We just believe everything that's told to us. We have no filter to tell us differently. And so then we carry those beliefs into our adulthood. We're also never taught about money properly in school. We're told, you know, get a good job and go to work and work for 40 years at the same job and retire and make sure you've got your RRSPs in place and make sure you've got good credit. Like, ugh, what a gross story. Who wants to believe that story? Right. And then, and when you pull back and you look at control, and I'm going to invite the audience to do this, like pull back and look at control and realize that the energy of control is shame. Yes. Don't go outside like that. I don't like how you're dressed because people are going to think blah, blah, blah. Hey, you got to be a good girl. You got to be a good boy. You know, behave this way. And all control is really with shame. Yes. We shame others to control them. Mm. Think about how much debt you have in your body. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. Mm. Okay. (laughs) So on that note, what is one truth that you wish every entrepreneur knew? That all actions are to be inspired actions. Mm, Yes. Yes. Take out the shoulds. Mm -hmm. No more shoulds. No more shoulds. Because I get to, I get to. And it's not like, it's not, I don't want to say it's not hard, but it's not hard. 
Yeah, it's not hard. There is no fucking mountain. There's no mountain. Yeah, there are things that you have to learn and things you have to do and things like think they're the, the mechanical and the, the structural things that you might not like, but it's still inspired. Yes. Oh, I love that definition. Yes, because sometimes as an entrepreneur, there are hard things that we need to do. And there are things that we may not love doing. But when you're inspired, you go and do it anyways, because you're so lit up about the vision and the dream of where you're going, that you're willing to do the hard things. I love that you define that. That is so good. And then you fall in love with it. You do fall in love yeah. with it. Yeah. Like, any date, my money date for the first week was like hell. Like it was <laughs> not in my body. I had my candle going. I got dressed up, but like it took me a lot longer and I couldn't focus. Like I kept on walking around and just like and, any typical first date, a little right? awkward, right? So nervous. <laughs> uh, and, and now like, it, it's just, it's easy. It's fun. It's like, Oh, I wonder where my money grew. I wonder where right. my money grew. And you're noticing that like you're receiving money into your accounts and you have no idea why. Right. That's my favorite. You're like, where did that come from? I got $400 deposited deposit into my account yesterday. And I'm like, huh, who are you? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming back. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. One of our listeners just said, I hope my money likes me. And I just want to dive in on that one for a second, because what if money loves you? Not I hope, because hope is a fear, right? Hopes and fears are the same. You're hoping for something to happen. I love money. Money loves me, period. That's it. Yeah, so good. So if you could share anything with our audience right now about what's going on in, you know, the world with all the things, <laughs> everything coming crumbling down, what would you share with our audience? Um, that what is happening is there is a rise in our ability to see where we're being controlled. Mm -hmm. And so in that we, some people need to see that really, really loud yeah. in order to see it. And so if you can maintain your own self-mastery while this continues to go through and continues to happen while everyone else is awakening, then you are better prepared to help others as they do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So good. So good. Arlene, I feel like I could talk to you all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I swear I say that on every episode because I love all my guests, but uh, I want to thank you for being on the show. It's been an honor to have you here. And as always, we end Rebel Radio with one last question. Mm. What do you dream of for the world? I dream that everyone comes to discover that they are creators. Mm, so good. So good. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired or you think that this can help somebody else land into a sense of self-mastery so that they can understand their own limitless power as well, please share this out, point them in the right direction, and help out another beautiful soul. I will see you next week.